Greetings, everyone. Is Mota Wasi Martin. And um, before I begin, I would like to thank Loba, the only true and unique creator, to have allowed us to know the truth at this time, in this period of time, through his mysterious son, second son, Zulula son the only teacher. So today we will be translating a teaching that was made by Zulula San. And the teaching is on the lie of Luke 16, 22 to 31. So is the lie of Luke 16, 22 to 31 regarding Lazarus, not Lazarus, the friend the Christ, but Lazarus in the rich man and Lazarus. You can see that in Luke 16. So, in today's times, there's a lot of people that think that when you die, when people die, they go in hell and they go to suffer. And that's a misconception. That's fear that is being told in many churches, in many places and to today we're gonna see what according to the current day bibles if that theory if that those suppositions if those claims hold up now in luke 16 19 in the new living translations it says this jesus said so Jesus, I'm going to take according to the current, current day Bibles. Jesus said, There was a certain rich man who was, spend, who was splendidly, splendidly clothed. So he was well clothed in purple and fine linen and who lived each day in luxury. That's in Luke 16, 19 in the New Living Translation according to the current day Bibles. <clears throat> so there was a rich man, a certain rich man. Notice that here they don't say who that rich man was. They just said there was a rich man, but they don't uh, mention, they don't say that particular person. They don't say his name. They don't reveal his name in those versions. And they said that he was well clothed. So he was dressing well with fine clothes with fine linen and who lived each day in lux luxury in luxury so each day was living uh, like a rich person with luxurious things the fine clothes and so the best things in life and even according to the current day bibles nowhere you're gonna see that that is a sin by itself to have nice clothes to live nicely in fine linen in fine clothes it's not a sin that's nowhere mentioned in even in the current day bibles that is not mentioned but in some version they will say no he was uh, an evil rich man or he was a bad rich man but here he was just living his life and he was dressing well and dressing in luxury 
luxury. <clears throat> in Ephesians, Ephesians 5.29, it says this in the English Standard Version. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. So here in Ephesians, Ephesians 5.29, it says, For no one ever hated his own flesh. So even in Luke 16.19, that rich man didn't hate his own flesh. He was taking care of his body. He was taking care of his appearance. And in Ephesians 5.29, in the Amplified Bible, it says this, For no one ever hated his own body. But, in bracket, instead, he nourishes, he nourishes and protects and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. So here you're told in Ephesians 5.29 that no one hates his own flesh, that he takes care of it. And just like that rich man, that rich person in Luke 16.19 was doing, he was taking care of himself, meaning he was dressing in fine clothes, in living in luxury, so he was at ease in life. <clears throat> so that is not a sin even according to the current day Bibles. So people that will say, no, if you have nice clothes or you have nice cars, you, have, you dress well, that is not a sin. That is not against the law, even according to the current day Bibles. <clears throat> in Romans 14.6, in the Berean Study Bibles, it says this, He who observes a special day does so to the Lord. He who eats does so to the Lord. For he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to the to God. So here you're told in Romans 14:6 that if a person observe a special day, if he eats well, he gives thanks to God, according to the current day Bibles. And a person who does not means who abstain, who doesn't eat, he also does so for the Lord. So in either case, in either uh, case, is not against the law. So the rich man who was taking care of his body, who was eating well, he was also eating well, according to the current day Bibles, for the Lord, for God. And Lazarus, so the poor person, who didn't eat, who wasn't eating, was also not eating for God, according to the current day Bibles. <clears throat> so, and we can see in Ecclesiastes 2.24, in the King James Bibles, it says this, There is nothing better for man than that he should eat and drink. And that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. There's a period here. 
there is nothing better for man, comma, than that he should eat and drink, comma. So here you're told that there's nothing better for man according to Ecclesiastes 2.14 in the King James Bible, in the current day Bibles, that there's nothing better for man than to eat and to drink, and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor, so in his work. And nowhere it is written in the current day Bibles that that rich person did not work for his good. Wasn't that he embezzled money, that he stole money from people to have those riches, to have that wealth. It is not written. So it is not a sin. It is not against the law. It is not forbidden. In Ecclesiastes 2.24, he says also this after the period. This is also, this, <clears throat> I repeat, this also I saw, comma, that it was from the hand of God. So also, according to the current day Bibles, is also from God that that person eat and drinks. So where it is written then, into the classical Bibles that it is forbidden? Question mark. In Ecclesiastes 9, 7, in the New Living Translation, it says this. So go ahead, eat your food with joy, comma, and drink your wine with a happy heart, comma, for God approves of this. Exclamation point. So here you're told in Ecclesiastes 9.7 in the New Living Translations in the current day Bibles that so go ahead, period. Eat your food with joy, comma, and drink your wine with a happy heart, period, for God approves of this. So that rich man also in Luke 16 was enjoying his food, he was eating with joy, and he was drinking with joy. He was happy. And you're told in Ecclesiastes 9-7 that this also comes from God according to the current day Bibles. So that is not forbidden. It is not against the law. In Ecclesiastes 9-7, in the English Standard Version, it says this, Go! Eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. So here you're told in the English Standard Version that God already has approved of that. So it isn't forbidden. It isn't against the law. So the people that then will come out and say that that rich person, that rich man who was living in luxury, who was eating his food, who was enjoying life, who had a happy heart, according to the current day Bibles, they will claim that that was wrong. When in fact the same Bible said that no, that was approved by that God, also that God of the current day Bible. Now, for the case of the poor Lazarus. <clears throat> in 
Psalm in Psalms 37:25 in New International International Version it says this. I was young and now I am old. Comma, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Period. In Psalms 37 in Psalms 37:25 in the New International Version you're told that I was a, I was young and now I'm old. Old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. In the Berean Berean Study Bible it says this I once was a I once was young and now I'm old. P comma. Yet never have I seen the righteous abandoned or their children begging for bread. <clears throat> so if according to the current day Bible that Lazarus was a righteous person, according to the same Bible, that person in Psalms 37 25 says that he has never seen a righteous abandon or begging for bread. But in Luke 16:20 in the Berean Study Bible it says this, and a beggar named Lazarus lay at his gate covered with sores. So that Lazarus was a beggar. So, if he was righteous, what was in, why was he abandoned, according to the current day Bibles? Why was he in this condition? In Luke 16.21, in New International Version, it says this, And longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. Period. Now here we, ha we have to understand that it is not written that the rich man refused to give him food. That is not written. That Lazarus begged directly that rich person and that rich person refused. That is not written. <clears throat> But you're still told in Luke 16.21 that Before the verse 21, you're told that he was at his gate. So he wasn't inside the gate. So he, was, he wasn't inside the property. He wasn't inside his house. But he was at the gate. And then you're told in verse 21 that who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. So here you're told that according to the current day bible in luke 16:21 that lazarus desired to be fed from what fell from the table of the rich person of the rich man how could has lazarus have seen that when the rich man was eaten, eating that crumbles or leftovers were spread on the tables or fell from the tables 
because he was at the gate. He wasn't inside the house. Did he have a good view of the property? Did he see inside the house? Did he see the rich man eating? And you're told that the rich man was a rich person who took care of himself, meaning he, has nice, he had nice clothes, nice linen. So he was a proper person. He was living in luxury. So that means he was well edu educated. He was eating well. He was eating properly. So how can a man of that stature, of that nature, would be eating like a pig and making a mess? Crumbles everywhere where he also f fell fall on the ground or from the table or from the plate. So what is, was he eating like a messy person? So he was dirtying his floors. But you're told that it was that was a person that took care of, him, of himself. He was living in luxury, so he liked he liked the nicest things. So that person wouldn't have eaten in that manner, where you eat like you don't know what you're doing. You're eating. You're making a mess. And how could have Lazarus saw him eating directly in this property when he was at the gate? <clears throat> so you have, we have to understand here that people who have written this, those Bibles, these current day Bibles, they were living at a time where they ate like that, where when they eat, it was messy where they themselves were making a mess, were living in disarray. And when they've written that Bible, they now put their own ideas, their own ways into those texts. And those are the Bibles that many, many people have today. <clears throat> many people will remember the story of Job who was poor and also had source, but he had his reward on earth. That's why, yeah, even according to the current Bible, it says here in Psalms 37, 25, I once was young and now I'm old, yet, I have, yet never have I seen the righteous abandoned or their children begging for bread. Abandoned. Because Job, at the end, he was restored. He had more riches, more wealth than previously. But that Lazarus died in this condition. So the question that we have to ask ourselves, the question that you must ask yourself is, was that person then a righteous person? Why was he in that condition? But some people will say, no, the, the rich man was a bad person. When in fact he was taking care of himself. He was taking care of his body, of his flesh, eating well, taking care of himself. That's not against the law. That's not forbidden. And it is not written that Lazarus asked him directly for food and that the rich man refused. In Psalms 34:20, in the New 
international version, it says this. The righteous person may have many troubles, comma, but the Lord delivers him from them all. In the New Living Translation, it says this. The righteous person faces many troubles, period. Before I go any further. So, that rich man was, well, according to Psalms 34, 20, in the New Living Translations, the righteous person faces many troubles. Like Lazarus was facing troubles because he, was, he had sores. He was in a condition that wasn't good. Like Job also faced troubles, troubled, troubles at his time. But, you're told here, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time, according to the current day Bibles, each time. But for that Lazarus, that Lord didn't come to the rescue because Lazarus died in this condition. But Job, on the other end, didn't die in this condition. He was restored. He was rescued. He was saved. So the poor in Luke 16 died in his misery. So the question that we have to ask ourselves then is also, why did it die in that condition? Were there no initiated at this time, at this period, around him in that region? Were there no believers, people who believed in God, who feared God, who obeyed the law, who helped each other? That's the question. So they want to make people believe that he was in the place and no one was righteous. No one saw him or no one tried to help him or gave him food or anything of the sorts. So which region was, region was he living in? Which period of time? Question mark. So in Luke 16.22, in New International Version, he says this. The time came when the beggar died. So the time came when the beggar died. And the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. So here in Luke 16:22 according to the current day bibles they want to make you believe that when the beggar died he was the angel carried him into Abraham's Abraham side and the rich man also died but was buried so would that mean then that the beggar wasn't buried but the rich man was. So the rich man was put on the ground, but Lazarus wasn't, according to the current day Bible, because they're making a comparison here of what happened to the rich man and what happened to the beggar. And you're told here that the angel carried him. Him who? Did the angel carry his body, meaning his physical body, his flesh, his skull, his bones and flesh, his body? 
what did they carry? Because you're told that the rich man was buried, meaning his body was put under the ground in a grave. It is not told here, it is not written, that the beggar was buried. So where did his body went? You have to understand here that according to the current day Bible, they want to make you believe that the the angels took the body of Lazarus and brought his body to Abraham Abraham's side or in Abraham's bosom in other versions. But you're told here in 1 Corinthians 1550 in the New Living Translation. What I'm saying, period, dear, no, sorry, what I'm saying, comma, dear brothers and sister, comma, is that our physical bodies cannot inherit, inherit the kingdom of God, period. These dying bodies cannot inherit what will last forever. So you're told here in 1 Corinthians 15.50 that the physical body, meaning the flesh, the bones, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So you can see that here there's already a, a contradiction. There's already a mistake. There's already something that doesn't hold up into what happened to Lazarus' body, what happened to him after his death, and what is written in 1 Corinthians Corinthian 15.50. In Luke 16.23, in the King James Bible, you're told, And in hell he lift up his eyes, comma. So that's the rich man. So you're told here, according to Luke 16, 23 in the King James Bible, in the current day Bibles, that the rich man went in hell. So he went into the state of the dead, in the, where the dead go, the dead people go. And according to the current day Bibles, he lift up his eyes in Luke 16, 23. And in hell, he lift up his eyes, comma. He lift up his eyes. So the people who have written the Bible, they want to make make it seems like hell is underground. So it's underneath. So it's below. So that's why he has to lift up his eyes. Comma. Being in torment. In torment. Comma. And seed Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So here you're told that the rich man in hell, in torment, lift up his eyes and see it, Abram. So he saw Abram afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So which which 
with which highs which with highs with which highs did Lazarus was seen because you're told here that and in hell he lift up his eyes so the rich man was it his physical eyes was it his astral eyes was it his spiritual eyes it is not specified in the new living translation in the new living translation it says this and he went to the place of the dead of the dead and he went to the place of the dead period so that's the rich man so that's hell that's the shale in other version there comma in torment comma he saw abram in the far distance with lazarus at his side so according to the current day bibles this rich person or is seeing Abram and is seeing Lazarus so he's seeing other people he's seeing other places from his places his place of torment where he is and in the new international version it says in Hades comma where he was in torment comma he looked up he looked up so because according to the current day bible those who have written those bibles they will make it seems when you're in hell you're below so you're underneath so you have to look up and that's when for them it's underground the hell is underground because that's also what it was in ancient greek in ancient greece in hades where he was in torment he looked up and saw abram far away with lazarus by his side So you have to understand here that this already doesn't hold up because Lazarus according to the current day bibles went into Abraham's bosom why was it Abraham's bosom where did Abraham himself go when he died why did Lazarus didn't go into Adam Adam bosom or another person why was it Abram question mark and because Abram himself he died where did he went but you're told that when that rich man that rich person died he was buried and he was buried and according to the current day bibles that's hell when you're buried underground that's where hell is the place of torment according to them so we know even today when you die there is ceremonies that may take place so there's a period of time from the time you die from the time you die you die and the time you're buried then my question is from the time you die and the time you're buried 
Where was the rich person at? Was his soul inside his body waiting for him to be buried? And then when he was buried and go in hell to suffer? You see, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hold up. It doesn't make any sense. As a rich person, as a rich person in Luke 16, that rich person wouldn't be dying right away. And then right away, the same, the same hour, the same minute, he's underground, he's buried. No. There is some times, there is ceremonies, there's things that took place, funerals. That's usually the proper way of doing things. <clears throat> Here, many people will read this, this story. Many people that will go to university, take courses, pass classes, studies in high level according to the current situation, according to them, and claim to be smart. But when they will open those Bibles and read stories like this, read contradictions like this, they will close their eyes. They will not pay attention. They will just read to read because for them the Bible becomes like an idol. For them, so they accept nonsense like this. So people are victims of bad translations. Because there's many Bibles, many versions, and the people who have written it, they themselves, they were not very smart. But they thought they were smart enough to fool other people at their time. And they thought that at their time, the people wouldn't be able to read and understand, and they wouldn't catch up to their mistake. But today, there's a lot of information. Many people go to studies, they go to school, they claim to be smart. But when they read the Bible, they don't want to bring that intelligence that they claim to have when reading the Bible. They want to simply and blindly accept anything, even when there is clear contradictions, when there's clear errors, when there's clear, clear lies. Because for them, they accept the lies it's an idol is for them the bible is something they they worship text that people who were ill intent have written text that men have written men people that were not even mandated who didn't have the spirit in numbers 1623 in New Living Translation says this. So they went down alive into the grave, comma, along with all their belongings. Period. The hurt, the earth closed over them 
comma, and they all vanished from among the people of Israel. So here you're told that they went alive into the grave. Into the grave. In the English Standard Version, it says this. So they all, so they and all that belonged to them went down alive into Sheol. Another version is hell. In hell. They went alive in hell. And the earth closed over them. So they went in hell and the earth closed over them. So that means for them, according to those people who have written those Bibles, according to the classical Bibles, hell is inside the earth. Because the earth closed and they were in hell. So that's when they closed over it. There was a, there was a sort of a earthquake that sealed. That closed over them. And they perished. And they were in hell. They went alive in hell. You see they, they, they say. Alive into the grave. They went alive into hell. That means they didn't die. They went alive into hell. So according to the current day Bibles. Hell is still in, on earth. Because they, they, have, they didn't die yet. But they went in there. You see. That's already a big, big confusion. So, according to those current day Bibles, the souls, the soul wait. The soul wait until you go in under the ground and that's hell. So when you die, your soul is still inside your body, according to current day Bible, and you wait. You wait, you're in, you're in the grave, you wait, and then they bring you under the ground. And then that's when you go into hell, and then you begin to suffer. That's, according to the current day Bible, that's the way they're thinking. That's the way it is for them. Because it was also the same thing in ancient Greece. So basically for them, if you don't, if you're not buried, if you don't go underground, that means you don't suffer. So why don't people just stay in the morgue? That would be a way to escape hell for them. You die, you say, no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be buried. They don't bury you. They just put you in the morgue. Your body is there. There are some bodies that stay in the morgue for a long, long period of time. So does that mean that these people then are not in the state of the dead? They're not in hell, according to the current day Bible, so they're not suffering. Because their soul, according to those people who have written their current day Bible, are still, are still waiting. In Ecclesiastes 9.5, in King James Bible, it says this, for the living know that they shall die. But the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. In verse 6 in King James Bible. Also their love. 
comma, and their hatred, comma, and their envy, comma, is now perished. Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. So you're told here, according to the current day Bibles, even in Ecclesiastes 9.6, that when you die, you don't have no more love, no more hatred, no more envy. All that has perished. And they have no portion and they wait for nothing. They, they don't know nothing. They know nothing. They don't no longer have any needs. And they don't have any impact on or any. They don't have any saying. They don't see or not aware of anything that goes on on earth. So in Ecclesiastes 9, 10, in English Standard Version says this. Whatever you hand, find to do, finds to do, comma, do it with your might. For there is no work or thought or talked, or knowledge, or wisdom in shale to which you are going. So there is no thought in hell. There is no work in hell. There is nothing to do. There is no... Everything you, have, you, you want to do is on earth. Anything, your wants, your need, your thought, your envy, your desires, all that is on earth. And when you die, when you go into hell, there is none of that. So hell is where the dead go. So who should we believe? Should we believe Ecclesiastes 9.10 who tell you that there's no envy, there's nothing, no work in hell or Luke? Who is Luke? And who is that Jesus? And that parable that he made is in complete contradiction of what it was written in Ecclesiastes 9. Because according to the current day Bible, that rich man was in hell and was suffering. So when you're suffering, that means you're feeling things. You're feeling pain. But you're told in Ecclesiastes that when you die, when you go in hell, when you go into the stay of the dead, in Sheol, in the Hades, there's no thought, there's no envy, there's no feeling, there's no desire, you have nothing. Because when you're suffering, you have an envy, you have envy that, that things stop. You have a feeling, you're feeling things, you're thinking, you're feeling pain. So you see, big contradiction, lies. In Psalms 6, 5, in New Living Translation, it says this, For the dead do not remember you. Who can praise you from the grave? Question mark. So how does the rich see Lazarus and Abram if they were taken in different places? Because you're told that Lazarus was taken by the angels and the, the rich person was buried on the ground he was buried right he was buried 
That means they were in two different places. The rich man went in hell. So how can, was he able to see then what was going on with Abraham and Lazarus? Was he seeing that with his eyes? Which eyes was he seeing? It's not mentioned in the current day Bibles. <clears throat> so, there's no consciousness in hell. Even according to the current day Bible, when you read Ecclesiastes 9. And in Psalms 6, 5, you're told, For the dead do not remember you. Who can praise you from the grave? Question mark. So when the rich man, he st still, still remembered Abram and still remembered Lazarus. So if he remembered Abram, that means he also remembers God. But you're told in Psalms 6, 5, For the dead do not remember you. So the dead cannot remember God. So if they cannot remember God, what would they be able to remember Abram? What would they be able to remember Lazarus? What would they be able to remember things that happen on earth and not God? You see, because the dead, they're no longer conscious. They no longer have envy. They're, they're not feeling anything. They're dead. They're, er they're like erased. They're not conscious. Their envy, their desire, all that are removed. But the rich person, he had envy. Because you're told in Luke 16, 24, the rich man shouted. So he shouted. When you shout, that means you you're have the ability to speak, to shout, to put forth phrases. But you're told, you were told that when you die in shell, in hell, you there's no longer work. You no longer have envy, desire, there's no nothing, there's nothing you can do. You do nothing. But when you talk, that means you're doing something. When you're shouting, you're doing something. That's a work. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham. So now, Father Abram. Well, you're also told in the current day Bible that do not call anyone on earth father. But this rich man was calling Abram father. Why? Is, Ab is Abram now in charge of everything in the other place? So that his title is now father? Is father of whom? Of who when he died? Who is he father of? Father Abram, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Period. You see here in the verse 24, that's confusion. That's that doesn't that doesn't add up. That doesn't even make sense. I'm, we're gonna go step by step. So the rich man shouted. So first of all, we are, we already established that when you're in hell, you shouldn't be able to speak. You shouldn't be able to have any thought. You shouldn't be able to have desires. 
or do any work. You're, you're no longer conscious, according to Psalms, Ecclesiastes, and, and other, in other places in the current day Bibles as well. <clears throat> so that's already a mistake. Father Abram. So on the other side is Abram now a father, father of whom? Father of everyone? Question mark. Have some pity. So the rich man wanted Abram to have pity. Why didn't he want God to have pity? Why didn't, he, why didn't he ask God, but ask Abram? So now Abram is now in charge. Is some sort of uh, authority figure, somebody who's responsible, who has some power, according to the current day Bible, on the other side. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. So he wanted Abram to send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water. Which water? Which water? Which water? Was there a pool nearby? Was there a, a river? Which water? To dip, so mean, to dip the tip of his finger in water. So that mean, for him, that was feasible. Where was that water? Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water. So he wanted that to happen. So he had envy. He had feelings. He wanted some things. He had want. He had needs. He wanted to be to receive water. But why would he only want the dip? The tip. What didn't he ask? So, and cool my tongue. So he wanted only water for his tongue. What didn't he ask for a full glass? What didn't he ask for a, a pint? What didn't he ask for more? What did he ask only for a tip? That makes no sense. You're so okay. You're suffering in hell, according to the current day Bibles. So you're in torment, and you're only asking for a tip of water. Okay. To cool my tongue. I am in anguish in these flames. So he was in flame according to the current day Bible. So he was suffering. So he, so what? It was was it burning his flesh? Because when he said to and cool my tongue, so that means he had a tongue. He had which type of tongue? Did he have a physical tongue? Did he have a spiritual tongue? Was he talking about his spiritual tongue? If it's a spiritual tongue, what was he asking for water? If it's his astral tongue, what was he asking for water? If it's his flesh tongue, we know that he was buried, he went underground. We know what happened to the body when you went underground. When you go... But here you told... So the flames were burning what? His flesh? So his flesh were burning, was burning, and then coming back again and then reburning and then in perpetual burning and he wanted it to be extinguished and then he asking for a tip of water you see that whole thing is a big lie 
is in there to put people in fear. That you see, if you don't follow the law, those fake pastors in church, that's what they say. Oh no, if you don't follow, if you don't obey me, if you don't respect what I'm saying, you're going to go in hell, you're going to suffer. People are all, they're afraid. And they're, yes, yes, everything the pastor says, even if there's mistakes, they accept because they live in fear. Because they live in fear that when they're going to die, they're going to be suffering. That's, that's why they're like that. That's why they're acting. That's why they don't want to think for themselves. That's why they don't want to read. They don't want to understand. And when you're bringing them the truth, when you're telling them what's going on, they're closing their eyes. They want to stay in blindness. They want to stay in a state of unconsciousness. They want to stay in the lie because they have accepted a lie. They have accepted an idol. They have accepted fear. And they have accepted to live and to stay in fear. And they're controlled by fear. And those pastors are pastors, those fake pastors know that. And they're pushing that ideology, that thing, those fake passages in those Bibles that makes no sense. Those Bibles full of contradictions. Those Bibles that were written by slavers, by people who didn't want any good thing to happen for black people. Who enslaved people. Who forced people to accept those religions, to accept those texts. They were forced. And today the same people know they want to forget about history. They don't know what's going on. They don't want to learn history. They're forgetting what happened to the ancestors. They're forgetting what happened previously. And then they're just born. They're recently newcomers. And then claiming to have the knowledge, to have the truth. When you're showing them the truth... When you're showing them contradictions, they're like, I know the Bible says this in Luke 16, that if you don't follow, you're going to go in hell, you're going to suffer lies, contradictions. We black people don't no longer believe in those lies. Those are fear that were put by, that were brought forth, those lies by the other, by those slavers, those people who have written those Bibles full of lies, full of contradictions, those fake translations, wrong translations, to put you in fear, to keep you in fear so that you know you don't rebel. So that when you see something that's, that's not right, you, know, you no longer speak up. You're just accepting. Those, the same people that go in university, they're claiming they know things, they, they, they want to have businesses, they, they're bringing universities, uh, scientists, doctors, all that. Those same peoples, when they're reading the Bible, oh no, the, there's, like a, there's like a veil. And it's fear, and it's an idol, and they're accepting everything that is written. I mean, if it is the book of the truth, if it is really the truth then there shouldn't be any errors. There shouldn't be any contradiction. And we shouldn't, you shouldn't be afraid of using common sense when reading. You're using common sense when you're going, some people are using common sense when they go to school, when they go to work. But when it comes to 
the Bible and reading. They don't want to know. They no longer want to use common sense. They no longer want to use intelligence. They no longer want to think for themselves. They now is fear. It's oh, everything the pastor says, everything I read is the truth. I don't want to second guess. I don't want to think. That's how it is. Now, makes no sense. So in Luke 16, 24, in the King James Bible, it says this. For the dead, there is no remembrance of thee. In the grave, who shall give thee thanks? Question mark. So. <clears throat> that's. That is in Psalms 6.5, not in Luke, but in Psalms 6.5. For the dead, there is no remembrance for thee in the grave. Who shall give thee thanks? Question mark in Psalms 6.5. So, that rich man who was in hell, who was in the shell in Hades, in the state of the dead, in the grave, suffering, according to the current day Bible, shouldn't be able to remember. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be suffering because that's feeling things, that's having desire, that's having uh, problems, that's having things you want to stop. He shouldn't have those feelings, he shouldn't have anything, he shouldn't be unconscious. And you're told that there is no remembrance of thee, of whom of the Lord, according to the current day Bible, according so there's no remembrance of God in for the dead, in the grave, in hell. But that the rich person remembered Abram. How did he remember him? And why was he? <clears throat> in Revelation 2.17, you're told. Whoever, <clears throat> in Revelation 2.17, New International Version, I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it comma, known only to the one who received it. So here you're told in Revelation that I will give that person a white stone with a new name. So the question is, why did Abram was called Abram by the rich man? Shouldn't he be called by his new name? What was he now called, called Father Abram? Abram. Still Abram. You see? Lies, contradictions, errors. And Zulu Lassan is bringing the truth. He's telling us what happened. He's telling us the history. Black people true history. He's the only mandated one. And when we are telling people that no, the true Christ was black, some people will come out and say, no, no, what are you saying? The Christ is not black. They're laughing. They're saying, no, the color doesn't, has no importance. Because they themselves, they don't, they don't like themselves. They don't accept who they are and they don't consider themselves 
So for them, the savior cannot be black. For them, the savior cannot be black because they themselves don't consider themselves. They think they're, they're nothing and they don't, so they, they refuse the truth. Oh, the, the Christ is black. What are you saying? It doesn't make sense. But when they say he's white, oh, that, that totally makes sense. That totally adds up according to them. You see? You see? Confusions. Lack of knowledge. So Zulu Hassan is the only teacher, the only mandated one. In Luke 16.25, in the New Living Translation, But Abraham said to him, Son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted, and Lazarus had nothing. Period. So now he is here being comforted, and you are in anguish. So Abraham is telling, is telling the rich man to remember, to remember what happened on earth, but you were told in Psalm and in Ecclesiastes that the dead have no feeling, they don't remember what happened on earth. They're not conscious. So how could he remember what happened on earth, but still not be able to, and in uh, Psalms and in Ecclesiastes, you're told that the dead cannot remember you, cannot remember the Lord, cannot remember God. So if the dead cannot remember God, they shouldn't be able to remember what happened on earth. They shouldn't be able to remember Abram. They shouldn't be able to remember Lazarus. English Standard Version. But Abram said, child. So child, son. So now Abram is the, the father in the other place of everyone. He's not calling that rich person son, child. Remember that you in your lifetime received your good things. And Lazarus in his manner bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in anguish. Well, receiving good things is not a sin. Receiving good things is not against the law. Having good things in life is not against the law. Where is it written? That having why why what did the rich man do to deserve to go in hell and suffer? Because he was eating well? Because, because what? Because he had nice clothes? It is not written that Lazarus went and asked him for bread and that rich man said no. It is not written. And you are told that in the current day Bibles to enjoy good things also comes from, the, from God. To eat, to drink is also from God. So what is the issue? Why did that rich man have to go and suffer? When Satan, Satan himself is not suffering. But that rich man die, he go straight away in hell and go suffer. But Satan is still uh, roaming the earth, pushing people to sin, and he's in he's free to roam the earth. According to the Korean Day Bible. He's still doing that. So he's still active. He's pushing people to sin. But he himself, who was the first person to sin, who was the first person to fall, who is the cause of 
the pain and suffering, he's in, he's still active. He's not suffering. If he was the first to fall, he's the cause of the problems. Shouldn't he be the first one to also suffer, to also receive the, the punishment? You see? In Isaiah 38, 18, For the dead cannot praise you. They cannot raise their voice in praise. Those who go down to the grave can no longer hope in your faithfulness. But that rich person was, had faith. He wanted something. He was hoping that what he was asking would be granted. If that rich person was hoping in Abram in, to help him to send Lazarus to bring him some water, that means he had faith also to God through Abram. In Ecclesiastes 9.10, whatever you hands find to do, do it with all your might for the realm of the de for in the realm of the dead where you are going, there is neither work nor planning nor knowledge nor wisdom. When the rich man was asking Lazarus to dip a finger in water and put it in his tongue, that's sort that's some sort of knowledge. He had the knowledge that this is water, this is his his finger, this is the tip of his finger, put the tip of the finger in the water, put it in my tongue, and I will that will be good for me, that will cool my tongue. So he had some sort of knowledge. He was planning things. He was planning he was thinking, okay, I'm in this situation. You, Abram, send Lazarus to do this. Bring it to me. You see, he was planning. So he had some sort of wisdom. He was some sort of work because he was thinking. When you're thinking, when you're asking things, when you're talking. So that's work. That's planning. That's knowledge. And that's also wisdom. But you're told in Ecclesiastes 9.10 that there's none of that when you're dead. There's none of that when you go in hell. There's none of that when you go in the realm of dead, of the dead. But in Luke 16, oh no, that, that rich person suddenly had knowledge, had feelings. He wanted things. He remembered Abram. He's called him Father Abram. Do this for me. You see? Makes no sense. Contradiction. Who should we believe? Should we believe Ecclesiastes? Or should we believe Luke? Who is Luke? Who is Luke? Who is Luke? Who, what is that parable? Many people are taking that parable to put fear into, into people. And now people are living in fear. No, if I don't go, if I don't do, do good, I'm going to go suffer in hell. And those are the same people who are defending the Bibles, full of contradictions, but they're still the same people who don't even Listen to what the Bible says. Who don't, don't even live their life following the Bible. But they're still the one who come out when we're telling them the truth. They'll say, no, what you're saying, the Bible is right, is 100% correct. When they themselves, they don't even follow it 100%. When they themselves, they, they're 
they're living life of debauchery. Debauchery. In uh, some of them. In Aramaic Bible, in plain English, all that your hand finds to do, so that's Ecclesiastes 9.10, all that your hands finds to do, do it, <clears throat> do in your power. For there is no work or reasoning or knowledge or wisdom in shell because you are going there. So there is no reasoning. When that rich man who was in hell, according to the current day Bible, according to Luke, who is Luke, according to those Bibles, he was reasoning. He was reasoning about receiving some water. He was reasoning about Lazarus placing his finger in the water and putting it in, on his tongue, the water on his tongue, to cool him. That's reasoning. That's reasoning. Luke 16, 26. Uh, Luke 16, 25. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou, in King James Bible, thou in thy lifetime received thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. In the verse 26, and besides, in the New Living Translations, in besides, period, and uh, in besides, comma, there is a great chasm. There's a great chasm separating us. So there's a great pit separating us. No one can cross over to you from here, and no one can cross over to us from there. So, there is something that was separating them. In the Good News translations, beside all that, there is a deep pit lying between us, so that those who want to cross over from here to you cannot do so, nor can anyone cross over to us from where you are. So there was a separation. In Revelation 21.4, in New International Version, it says this, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more dead or mourning or crying or pain, for the former things have passed away. So if the former things have, have passed away, how was Abraham being able to see the former things because he was seeing the rich man. He was remembering what happened on earth. So that means Hebrews had still had that knowledge. But you're told in the Quran Bible as well that everything will be wiped away, meaning you will no longer remember what happened on earth. But Hebrews remembered. So it's the same thing, it's the same tales that was in ancient in the Greek mythology that it took in the New Testament and they will say no it's translated from the original text Hebrew and Greeks the original text were neither in Hebrew nor in Greeks did Adam speak Greek or Hebrew Hebrew and Greeks are new languages that just came out Hebron, uh did Adam Adam, the first man, spoke, speak Greek. 
or Hebrew? No. Luke 16, 26, God's word translations. You see so many translations. Besides, comma, a wide area separates us. People couldn't cross it in either, in either direction, even if they wanted to. So people who defend these lies, they don't even, they don't even, res they don't even respect the laws. They don't even respect the moral code. And when did that parable happen? You have to understand that according to the current day Bibles, it was in Moses, Moses, Moses's time. Because in Luke 16, 27, in King James Bible, then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father. So again, the rich man, that thou wildest send him to my father house. For I have five brethren, brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. So, in Luke... So in Luke 16, 27, you're told. Then I beg you, Father, he said, send Lazarus to my father's house. For I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also end up in this place of torment. So once again, that rich person is asking, for things so he has desires he wants things and he wants Lazarus to go to his brothers Abram said unto him they have Moses they have Moses so who is they is the brother the brothers of that rich man they have Moses so according to the current day Bible that Moses was still alive. So that was in the time period of Moses. And the prophets, let them hear them. Let them hear them. That means hear. That means Moses was still alive and the prophets. And it was at that time where they were able to hear them. In other version, they will say they have the scriptures, the text. But in some version here, he says in the Berean literal, literal, literal Bible and King James, let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abram, but if one from the dead should go to them. So, but if one from the dead should go to them, they will repent. Luke 16, 23. Luke 16:31 New International Version He said to him If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets they will not be convinced they will not be convinced 
even if someone rises from the dead. So, that rich man still wanted things. And according to the current day Bible, that was in the period of Moses. So, confusions, lies. Uh, in Revelation 20, 11, it says this, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it, seated on it, the earth and the heaven fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. So that's the judgment. That's when the judgment will take place. So why was that rich man suffering in hell after he's dead? He's dead right away. When the judgment in Revelation 20.11, you're told that the earth and the heaven, the earth. What is the earth? The earth is where we are. That's the earth. The earth is where the the rich man, according to Luke 16, was buried in. And according to the current day Bible, that's where the, the hell, hell is. And you're told that in Revelation, that the judgment day, the judgment is after. But that rich man was already judged because he was already suffering. So he was suffering. Would he then become coming out, go to the judgment, then be sentenced again and then go go back to suffer how does that even make sense how does that even make sense that's why in ecclesiastes 9 in psalms you're told that when you die you have no feeling no nothing you're unconscious even according to the current day bible there's no suffering hell is the place where the dead go they rest they die they're they're, they're no longer conscious According to the current day Bible. But in Luke, the, that fake Jesus will come up with a fake parables. And people are believing it, living in fear when there's other verse that contradict. In Revelation 20.10, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. So... Here again in Revelation 20, you're told that that's when the devil will be thrown to suffer. But that rich person was already suffering way before Revelation 28.10. Because he was suffering since the time of Moses, according to the current day Bible. So since the time of Moses, since the time of the, of the Christ, until Revelation, until the judgment day, until the time, he was suffering. How is that? How is that fair? How, how does that hold up? How does that make sense? All this time, suffering. And for what? What was his sin? When in the current day Bibles, it wasn't even a sin. So Satan will continue to act, but the people who were influenced by him, they will suffer before him, according to the current day Bible. Makes no sense. If Satan is the first one to sin, then he should be the first one to receive the punishment. So there's many, many mistakes, many, many lies in the current day Bibles. But we have today, in this time, in this period, Zulu Lassan, the only teacher, the only teacher, and we have 
be bell, the instrument of deliverance, the only authentic Bible without errors, without contradiction. So, all glory to Lobach.